Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Polk. Today is Monday, September 25th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Congratulations to everybody who yesterday won their championship, and if you're still listening to this after that, you are a real one. Thank you for being here. I'm so sorry if you did not get the trophy this year, but guess what? I'll be here all this week, and of course, through the offseason to get you that trophy for 2024, or if this is your championship week, man, your Roto League, we got you. Ask all the questions that you have. Of course, I'm live streaming in the morning, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time on playback.tv slash pitcher list uh, to help you with all your questions. And I'm streaming today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time uh, to do the weekly edition of the list where I am doing all the sit start through the week in one day. And throughout this offseason, I think one guy that we're all going to be talking about is Christopher Sanchez. Seven innings, two hundred runs, three hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts yesterday against the Mets. He's going to get another start against the Mets later this week. Obviously, we're going to start in there. He had 20 whiffs, 36% CSW for a golden goal. Do I like him? No. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate to him. I see this as a very similar thing to Ranger Suarez's run in 2021, uh, where Suarez was locked in with his changeup and had good enough command on the other stuff that he had, his cutter and his sinker and whatnot. And it will go in and out. And I think that's actually what we'll see next year from Christopher Sanchez. Why do I say this? Well, it's an excellent changeup. And this one, 16 over 40 whiffs, which is just absurd. 48% CSW, fine. I mean, he kept it low and it's great and it looks good. And I understand it's a very good changeup. The sinker is a 73% strike rate pitch. And it's not that great. I mean, he's... He's gotten away with a lot of called strikes in the zone with it. And it makes sense. You have called strikes with the sinker, 73%, um, or 29%, I should say, called strike rate. And you have the change up there, the 23% swing strike rate. Like, that's the game he plays. The thing is, I get weirded out that Christopher Sanchez's third pitch is the slider that kind of has disappeared a lot. Like, it was 11% used, used yesterday. And I feel like he doesn't depend on it that much. And when you have your main elite pitch at a 61% strike rate. It essentially says I cannot depend on it as much as I want to. Like normally your best secondary pitch is, or really like your elite pitch is supposed to be like a 65 to 70% strike rate. That means at any moment I can do this, but having a 61% strike rate on that changeup with a 5% walk rate, that doesn't quite add up to me. And also the slider is not really this elite pitch and neither is the sinker. And it kind of breaks the Waskari Noah rule, which is where if you have one elite pitch and you don't really have much else, it doesn't really last. Uh, now, he's not quite a two-pitch guy, so it's not quite a Waskari Noah rule, but the slider sometimes is not really there. All this is to say that I don't love the repertoire of Christopher Sanchez enough for me to go and get him next year. I'm kind of thinking of him as a Toby a little bit. He's a very efficient pitcher, which is kind of interesting. And I'm going to, I guess, talk more about Sanchez later on. But in the short term, 
yeah, you start Christopher Sanchez in the next one. He's obviously grooving with his changeup, and that's really, really cool, and that's awesome. Okay. Eduardo Rodriguez against the Oakland Athletics. Didn't have the most amazing stars, nine base runners and five Ks, but it was zero runs against Oakland for a win in seven innings, and that's cool. We started him against the Guardians. Zach Galanese is going to ace. We had ridiculousness with the Giants, and who cares? Kyle Gibson is a cherry bomb. I'm glad it came through against the Guardians. Good luck if you want to do it against the Red Sox. It's up to you. Jackson Rutledge had a good start against Atlanta. That was weird. Uh, he threw fastballs at like 95, like over the plate, and that was it. Nothing else really. The change of slider, sinker, curve, like none of those did much. Um, this was against Atlanta. You got one run in five innings. Good job, Jackson Rutledge. I'm glad that you had a good start in the majors, and everyone needs that at least once to feel like they belong. And then they can maybe be better after. Okay. Eric Cabrera against uh, the Brewers. I've been talking to Eric Smolski this morning about Eric Cabrera maybe changing a little bit of his release points and his VAA is changing a little bit. It's kind of interesting. We'll talk about it more tonight on the on the on the corner podcast. Um, but I uh, yeah, he did well here against the Brewers. Five innings, one and run, five hits, two mucks, five Ks. He's still a cherry bomb, even though he does get the Pirates next, because we don't really know how many strikes he's gonna throw with his curveball and his changeup. The fastball, I've always said, like, oh, yeah, I want it to be above a 50% strike rate. But let's be honest, as long as the changeup and curveball are doing their thing, it doesn't really matter what the fastball does. Um, but, yeah, this is fine. He's still a cherry bomb. Be a little careful against the Pirates. Don't just blindly throw him out there. Andrew Wants Wants opened for not Jaime Berea, but Carson Fulmer. Yeah, what? Four innings of three runs. Like, now you're going to forget that Carson Fulmer is the thing again. Uh, I remember doing his gift breakdown, like, in 2015, I think it was, it, uh, uh, when it was pitcher list, I mean, not, yeah, it has been pitcher list for ages. I was thinking more pitcher gifts, but I don't think Carson Fulmer came up in the first two months of that one. Maybe he did. I don't know. Steven Cruz went against the Astros opening for Alec Marsh, who did well, actually. 5.1 innings, uh, 300 runs fine, but it was a sub one whip and six strikeouts for a win. And now he might get the Yankees on Saturday, and that could work. It is a good sweeper, and the Yankees are bad against sweepers, and... Eric Smolski will be really happy for me to say that. Uh, so when he hears this, he'll be thrilled. Uh, Michael Waka against the uh, the Cardinals is exactly what he's supposed to do. It's been a really nice start. Uh, really really nice year for Waka, which is great. He gets the White Sox next. We're good there. Mike Clevenger against the Red Sox. Six innings of two earned runs. Five hits. Zero walks and zero strikeouts. How am I supposed to butter my bread with this? It is dry toast. Un- unbelievable. Um, what? It was in Fenway. I'm so glad it worked. He's been doing well against poor opponents. Finally got a tough one and gave you zero strikeouts, but it still worked. Now he gets the Padres. I really don't think you should press your luck there. Quinn Priester, six innings, two hard runs, two hits, five walks, four Ks against the Reds in Cincinnati. I'm glad he got a nice start, but don't go for this with Priester. There's nothing really to latch on to. J.P. Sears against the Tigers. Five innings, two hard runs, six hits, two walks, and seven Ks. I, I know I should have had him as my stream pick of the day. I know. In my heart, I wanted to do it, but then Cutter Crawford was just there and against the White Sox, and I had to go with that, and that was, we'll talk about that soon, but JBC or seven strikeouts, cool, now you get the Angels, I think I'm going to go after that one too. Uh, Lance Lynn against the, the Giants uh, was fine, you didn't get the win, he was fine, you're going to start him against the Giants a second time, that's fine. So I mentioned Cutter Crawford, uh, 5.1 innings, 3 earned runs, 4 hits, 3 walks, and 7 Ks, like one earned run more than... And I don't get the streaming victory. I have at 98 streaming victories. I have seven days left. Please. I, last year, I was at 98 or so, and I didn't get 100. I, I ended at 99. I hate the last week of the season. <laughs> I wanted to seal this up, and I couldn't do it over the weekend. Okay. I, yeah, he's a cherry bomb against the Orioles next. I, it's nice to see seven strikeouts, but 
Yeah, it's just, uh, he's a cherry bomb. Um, also, one, two ticks down for everything with Cutter Crawford in his last start, so I don't know. If that really was the rain and everything. It was a misty day, but uh, yeah, just keep that in mind with Cutter Crawford against the Orioles. Alan Winans um, against the Nationals did fine. Five innings of two and runs, seven hits, two walks, nine Ks. Obviously, a terrible whip. Dusty Donut, you could say. The two and runs and six Ks. It was Kyle Wright going to the bullpen uh, because the... The uh, Atlanta wants to test him in the bullpen. Same with Kenta Maeda this week, by the way. He's not starting. They Both these teams are auditioning their starters into relief roles for the playoffs. And uh, Winans could go again uh, versus the Nationals, honestly. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, the changeup is still good. 8 over 26 whiffs for Winans. So, it's fine. It's I, I want the slider to be a little bit better. It wasn't that good here. And I think it can be better. Winning ball club, all that kind of stuff. So, I'm okay with it winings over the weekend. Also, Atlanta will want to rest their starters and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, they don't have Freed and Morden, so it's Strider, and then maybe it's even Winans. Could also be Kyle Wright, but then why is it Kyle Wright not starting as a Winans? I don't know what the heck is going on with Atlanta right now. Um, Brandon Williamson against the Pirates. Yeah, he's now even down to 91.4 on his fastball. It was 94, COVID IL, 92 and change, 91.9, now 91.4. Do not touch Williamson. Carlos Rodon against the Diamondbacks went down to 94 on his after 96.5. I made sure to watch this to see how bad the rain was. It wasn't. There was a delay. Maybe that's why, but he didn't ramp up. Like, I am terrified by this. I really am. I think Carlos Rodon all of a sudden two and a half tick drop from the previous one when we thought he was all good. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he just swings all the way back up. But I guess the Jays, I just, it's just too risky for me. I can't do it. Now, that's a questionable start tier easily for me. I was so excited about Rodon. Um, Jordan Wicks against uh, Rocky Road got the win. Three and runs, six innings, all that kind of stuff. It's it's fine. He, um, he avoided the heart of the plate. Everything's cool. And he gets the Brewers next. Yeah, that's a probable start for me. I think Jordan Wicks is a, is a Toby, and everything's cool there. Um, we have other guys to talk about. Joe Ryan, Yusei Kikuchi, Tristan McKenzie, uh, Spencer Strider, Peralta, etc. And we're going to talk about all of those in Today and Tomorrow Starters after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. To sign up for your trial today. Joe Ryan, uh, six innings, 300 runs, seven hits, zero walks, 10 strikeouts. We haven't seen like the ratio start work for him, but 10 strikeouts is really nice. As this four-seamer is doing all the things, uh, 15 whiffs here came off of that fastball. He does not have a strong number two. The splitter, 60% CSW, it did get some outs, but it's we don't want just outs on that splitter. We want actual whiffs and really, you know, the Galsman method, and we can't get that. Now, the slider showed up as opposed to the sweeper, and it was 8 for 11 strikes, and that might be a big thing for Ryan moving forward. Um, 
I, I am just so curious about what we get over the offseason as he goes back to driveline. I'm sure Coors is next. I think you're going to do that considering the strikeout potential here. Uh, you say Kikuchi against the Rays, four innings of three and runs, nine hits, zero walks, but seven Ks. His command wasn't as good as we've seen. It wasn't as precise with everything in his repertoire. It's annoying. I'm still going to do it uh, moving forward. This looks like more of the weirdness as opposed to the like, oh, no, now he's bad. Tristan McKenzie, oh no, he's bad. <laughs> this was a really bad, it was a still ill situation in the first place, and it was all not really expecting many pitches, 75 to 80. We saw Bieber do okay in his, McKenzie, no, six walks, zero Ks in 1.2 innings, yeah. So, we just hope that he's okay in the last start of the year that he gets, and we are absolutely not starting him. Ty Block against the Cubs, whatever. Um, you have Jose Budo against the Phillies, he did not come through four earned runs in four innings, and we're not going to start him again versus the Phillies, and that's that. Spencer Strider, four and runs, seven hits, one walk, four Ks, 5.2 innings. He has 274 strikeouts with a 3.81 ERA this year. It's interesting. Like, is he SP number one next year just because of those strikeouts? Maybe? Uh, we all like to say that the ERA, oh yeah, the FIP no says that he should be better, but 3.81 ERA, something to think about. Um, it's not like Garrett Coles, you know, that was really weird from some home runs and stuff like that. It's like, no, there's something, I feel like there's something worse here. Going on with Strider. So we'll we'll talk about that one. Uh, Freddie Peralta against the Marlins. Three innings, four and runs, nine hits. Yeah, what the heck, man? Come on. I know you were ticked down in your fastball, but please be better than this. You get the Cubs next and we're going to start them. Um, you'll want to Don against Atlanta. Obviously not. I have Drew Rahm against the Padres and obviously not. Now, he does have a chance to do well against the Reds. He has a 39% CSW there. Uh, but I... But yeah, like Nathan Eovaldi against the Mariners, five innings, five earned runs, nine, six hits, two walks, and six Ks. Uh, yeah, he's down to 92.9, Nathan Eovaldi. No, we don't do this. We, we cannot trust Nathan Eovaldi right now. I don't know why he's still pitching. Like, he's obviously hurt. Give him at least a week rest and make the playoffs without him because he's not helping you. Taj Bradley against the Jays, seven innings, six earned runs, seven hits, two walks, four Ks. He is a cherry bomb. And uh, if you need to roll the dice one more time, go ahead. But it's up to you. Um, I hope he finds his control with his cutter and his curveball in the offseason. You have Hunter Brown against the Royals. There's a possibility that he's fatigued. He was, he was a cherry bomb play. I actually demoted him from probable to questionable yesterday. And yeah, oh boy, this is not fun. Um, we're not starting him, I think, in the last one. He's going to be an interesting uh, flyer for next year because I feel like everyone's like, oh, well, now Hunter Brown's not very good. I'm like, no. <laughs> We're going to talk about that one later. And then Brian Wu against the, the Rangers. Three-point winnings of 600 runs, five hits, two walks, and six Ks. Very interesting to see 41% cutters, which I actually think were good pitches. It's just that his four-seamer did not come through. Uh, three whiffs. That's not it. So 30% uh, file ball rate You know, kind of showcases I didn't get bass batters, but he didn't locate it well enough. And that was really the problem there. All right, looking forward to today and tomorrow's starters. We have uh, only four games today. Blake Snell, Luis Castillo, Merrill Kelly looks to be going against the Yankees, Jordan, uh, Justin Verlander, and Logan Webb. Now, keep in mind, this Yankee in Arizona game is in New York, and it's raining all day. It's going to be a weird, weathered game. It might be like six innings. They might just try and like get through it, but they need to get through it. If they're not today, there's no other time to get the start done, this game done, and the Diamondbacks are very much for playoff contention. The Yankees could be 161 games. They'd be fine with it, but the Diamondbacks won't, so... Uh, yeah, keep that in mind. Those are all auto starts, though. The It used to be Ryan Nelson, but 
but now it's Merrill Kelly, which means I don't have anyone that do not start here, which also means that I don't have a stream pick of the day because nothing is under 20% rostered. Clark Schmidt is 22%, so I'm defaulting him to be my stream pick of the day. I know the rule is 20%. Literally, he's the lowest rostered, so I've never had this situation before. Here we are. Clark Schmidt's the stream pick of the day and the probable start tier. Questionable start tier. Both of these could be do not start. John Gray, who has been really bad the last three starts, gets the Angels. I'm just hoping there's something else here. And Patrick Sandoval's on the other side against Texas. And we know that there is some strikeout potential. So I understand if you want to go after that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't really want to start either one. I could say both of them are do not start and there is no questionable start. It's up to you if you're desperate, then go ahead. Um, Tomorrow... I had to redo a lot of these. Uh, we have Kevin Gosman, Kyle Bradish, Zach Eflin, Hunter Green, Seth Lugo, Bailey Ober, and Michael King all in that top tier. Yes, Michael King gets the Jays because he just struck out 13 of them. You're not, not going to do that. And Lugo and Bailey Ober get uh, the Giants in Oakland, so you're going to do those. Probable start tier is George Kirby. eats against Houston, and this is a very weird, energetic thing. Maybe that's good for him. Maybe it's bad. This is a very questionable one with George Kirby not necessarily being that overwhelming ace, right? Uh, Bobby Miller is in cores, but... Course isn't so scary as it used to be. Bobby Miller's been very good. And I uh, and that's it for the probable start tier as I've moved Reese Olsen into the questionable start tier. Uh, so we're gonna talk about that. Uh there is a large amount of questionable starts, okay? There there are just so many here. Aaron Nola against the Pirates. He's a cherry bomb now. It's just the nature of it. Uh, even though he did well against Atlanta, like we just don't know. Same with Lucas Giolito against the Reds. I think the skills are better than the results have been, but I've been saying that for a bit and it hasn't changed. So who knows? Cherry bomb there. Reese Olsen's our stream pick of the day against the Royals. They have been hotter. The uh, the changeup sometimes is there, sometimes it's not. I love the slider. I like it when the sinker's inside the right-handers. But the four-seamer is also very susceptible too. Uh, Christian Javier just had the best start I've seen all year from him as he now gets the Mariners. And I don't know if that is going to be still there or not is there a tweak that was uh, is now implemented or is it just him having a good day and that's that Braxton Garrett looks all right and he gets down the Mets and that could work out Ryan Pepeo against uh Coors is not fun in this doubleheader um the Dodgers and Rockies but I feel like you go with it um Adrian Hauser against the Cardinals and everything else below here is all very much lower half of questionable start here these are all just like maybe it works good luck so Adrian Hauser against the Cardinals, Bryce Elder against the Cubs, Mitch Keller against the Phillies, Paul Blackburn against the Twins, not so bad, uh, but Justin Steele against Atlanta, I think he's fatigued, and I really think like you're going to say, no, it's Justin Steele, you start your studs, and like this, I feel like it should be do not start even, but I understand that they're, you know, I, my gut is that he's fatigued, and who knows, um, Joey Lucchese could make it work with sinkers along the edges again, versus the Marlins, Tanner Houck has a really good slider, but not much else against the Rays, Zach Thompson has a decent repertoire, he's kind of like a Toby, but also, the Brewers are good in home, they have been in, uh, in Milwaukee, so, uh, I don't really want to do that. Reed Demers has a new changeup, and maybe that works against the Rangers, but probably not. Zach Davies gets the White Sox. It's a great matchup, but Zach Davies' changeup hasn't been reliable. And Cal Harrison is always has that strikeout potential, but it's the Padres who are really good against lefties. And, oh boy, I would hate to really bank on that. Josiah Gray leads off the do not start here. I could have that in the questionable start here. Debated that one, but ultimately, Josiah Gray moving away from his breaking balls to be sinker cutter is just so strange and weird and not what you want. And it's the Orioles, and Josiah Gray is just not something you want to hang your hat on. Um, Jose Arrania against the Diamondbacks. We know that's not real. Uh, Zach Greinke against the Tigers. He does what he does. Ryan Feltner and Chase Anderson each have to go against the Dodgers. I don't want to touch that inside, of course. And Martin Perez is part of a bullpen game, likely for the 
Rangers as Martin Perez is not stretched out. All right, that is it for today. Good luck this week, all. You got this. I'll be here to help. Of course, I'll have the list to have every single sentence start throughout the entire week. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your baps be low and your strikeouts high.